السلام عليكم ورحمة الله ان شاء الله الاخوة في الله كيف حالكم الله يفضكم ويرضى عليكم وأسأل الله أن يبارك فيما باكي من هذه الليلة آمين إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يحده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا حادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أما بعد ف it brings me joy ولله الحمد once again to be able to come here and remind myself first and foremost and my brothers and my sisters regarding this blessed religion of ours and tonight's topic we were asked to give a nasiha a nasiha to Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah and we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal makes us from them Ameen but it's not my maqam or my, the place for me to really give nasiha from myself so as always walillahi alhamd the best nasiha is is the speech of Allah and the best guidance is the guidance of our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then there on after it's the aqwal of the salaf and then there on after alhamdulillah the kibar of of ulama that we have so i chose today some snippets from our sheikh Sheikh Rabi, Hafizullah Ta'ala, our beloved Sheikh that we benefited much from. May Allah Azza wa Jal preserve him, for indeed the time has come now where he is housebound. And the access that we once upon a time used to have with him is no longer there, not even for us. But we don't forget the khidmah that our Sheikh Hafizullah Ta'ala has given this ummah by striving, by clarifying, by authoring books. And Alhamdulillah, his example makes me think regarding the statement of Ibn Al-Qayyim. Ibn Al-Qayyim, rahimullah, he said that when ذاقت علينا الدنيا, that when this dunya would become heavy for us, the trials and the life of this world became heavy upon us, then we would go and we would go and visit his sheikh, our sheikh referring to Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah. And they would say that it would be like as if of those the weight of the dunya was lifted from us after sitting with him. From the wise words and the ilm that he would give. And by Allah, the closest that I have come in actually feeling that way is with two mashaykh or shaykhain and all of our mashaykh have fadl but the ones that by Allah you would go and you would sit with them and you would leave that jalsa feeling subhanallah that you was mukassir that you were falling short you would leave there thinking, subhanallah, I need to be someone that studies better. 
I need to be someone that defends this deen, defends this sunnah. And this only comes about with ilm. And the two particular shaykhs that I with was our shaykh, Shaykh Ahmad Najmi, rahimallahu ta'ala. And also our shaykh, Shaykh Rabi. And more so, Shaykh Rabi. Especially with the difficulties that we will face. With the trials that would come being in Medina and even out of Medina. And when you would visit him, his words. And even though those words may have been often repeated, certain nasiha, certain advice that he would give. But by Allah, he would hit your heart. So what better advice to give myself and to give my brothers and my sisters is the advice of the Imam, the Imam that they refer to him as the Asad al-Sunnah, the Lion of the Sunnah. So the first part, what the Shaykh he spoke about, what the Nasir, what I'll mention is regarding the ways to have that success and that salvation. And as we read through the words, then you will see, subhanAllah, how weighty they are. The Shaykh, he says, وَمِنَ الْأَسَالِيبِ وَتُرُكَ النَّاجِحَةِ فِي دَعْوَةِ الَّتِي إِسْتَقْدَمُهَا الدُّعَاتِ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ الْعِلْمِ وَالسَّبَرِ Islam, What an opening. He said, from the means and the ways of success, of getting that success, in calling, in calling to the way of Allah Azza wa Jal, that which the callers to Allah Azza wa Jal have, have utilized, first and foremost, he says, Al-ilm. Knowledge. And thereon after he said, As-sabr. And that you are affiliated with Islam. Walhirsu ala jami'i kalimatil muslimin. And you are eager. You are eager to bring the muslimin together. That their call is one. This is how the shaykh he started off. And he says, even though that the people regarding the Dawah to Salafiyyah, they refer it to as Dawah Mufarraqa. The people refer it to as the Dawah that separates and causes Tafarruq and splitting. But Wallahi, the Shaykh, he said, لا أعلم دعوة من هذه دعوات الموجودة التي تخاصم منهج السلفي لا أجد دعوة أحرص من دعوة السلفية ألا أن تكون الأمة كلها أمة واحدة. Even though they may say that this dawa is a dawa that splits, he says by Allah, I do not know any other call, any other dawa that is present. From amongst those calls that oppose the way of the Salaf. I don't find any call like the call of Salafiyyah. Like how Salafiyyah calls for the Ummah to be united. 
that the Muslims, all of them, should be submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why the callers of Salafiyyah, they are the ones that call to be upon the Habilillah Azza wa Jal, to be united and together with the Habilillah Azza wa Jal, the rope of Allah Azza wa Jal, which is no other than the Quran and the Sunnah. They call to returning back to Allah and to the Sunnah of His Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Bihilaf Ghairihim, Ma Induhum Hada. No, Dawah to Salafiyah, my brothers and my sisters, is the only Dawah that calls to the Haq and to unite upon the Haq. Wallahi, it's as if for those I see the Shaykh speaking these words now. If anyone did not know the Shaykh, and if one did not sit with the Shaykh, then listening to these words is exactly the Shaykh. For those of you that have sat with him and when he speaks, this is his language. That's all we've ever known him, Hafizullah Ta'ala. A man that has called to the Quran and the Sunnah, a man that has clarified, a man that has advised, and he's from the most patient ones that we have seen. Even though they tarnish his name, that he is someone who's mutashaddid and he's always refuting, we have not seen anyone more patient than him. But because the people don't know what happens behind the scenes of the advice and the patience and the things that he advises the individuals that have erred, they don't see that. But he's a very, very patient man indeed. So he says, He says, as for those who oppose, they may not show, they may not make it outward that they want to farruk, but likewise, they approve of it within their actions. This is what they do. They call to split him. Tamazzuqat bayn al-ummah. Those who call it then other than this way, it is only something that they want to split this ummah. They want this ummah to be torn. You have to know, my brothers and my sisters, that the Dawah to Salafiyah doesn't cause that. Our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was accused with tafarruq. They said this man has come and he splits families. This man has come and he splits father from son. This is what was said regarding him. But yet he was the most noble and the most honest and the most just of mankind. And look what was attributed to him. So you need to know, if you follow that way, then likewise, this will be said about you. Because that way, it does show tafarruq. Tafarruq in what? Not splitting, but it clarifies the furqan. It clarifies from haq min al-batil, from truth and falsehood. So this is why it's imperative for us to learn this theme. Shaykh Rabi always emphasizes the importance of knowledge. 
the more knowledge you have of that which is khair, that which is haq, it will be easier for you to be on that path and it will be easier for you to distinguish the batil. Then the shaykh he says, وَتُنَادَ قُلَّ مُسْلِمِينَ أَنْ يَأْتَسُمُ بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ وَأَنْ يَعُودُ إِلَى دِينِ اللَّهِ الْحَقِّ That every Muslim should call to be united upon the rope of Allah جل, and that they return to their deen. And this is where the part comes in now where the shaykh starts to say regarding all the trials and tribulations and the problems we have around the world. None of these problems will be solved except by returning to our deen. As many of the old great scholars have said, and as Shaykh al-Fawzan likewise he says, that whatever occurs in the dunya to the Muslims, as long as we have with us the kitab of Allah and we have the sunnah of the Messenger then we're strong. Then we have a solution. Look at the language of how the ulama, it is the same. Shaykh Rabi he says that we need to return back to our deen. الذي نزل بهم بسبب مفارقتهم لكثرة من أصوله وفروعه ونصوه نزل بهم من الظل والحوان. The Sheikh he said, we have to go back to our deen, our deen that came down because of this تفرق, because of the pagan Arabs and the people they were all split. This deen came down to rectify that. They were split within their foundations. They were split. And then when this came down, there were individuals that had humiliation. There were had individuals that were disgraced. But then this deen came down. This deen came down and united their hearts. Walladhi, yudrik jumratul manhaj salafi annahu la yarfa Allah azza wa jal an hadhil umma hadhal dhul wal hawan الذي تعيشه لا يرفع عنها إلا إذا عادت إلى كتاب الله وسنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. He said what we are witnessing. Well, I pay attention to these words, my brothers. Listen to what he said. The Sheikh, our Sheikh, حفظ الله تعالى, he says that no, that the one that grasps the methodology of the Salaf, that he knows, should know that Allah عز وجل will not lift. This humiliation that we are facing, this disgrace that we are facing and living through, it will not be lifted up until we turn back to our deen, up until we turn back to the way of the Messenger. There is no other solution, Ikhwan. Yes, what we see around the world, the state of the Muslim brothers and sisters, just look at the lands. And the weakness and the state that the Muslims are in. And look how Allah has let the kuffar saytara ala al-Muslimin. And it does hurt the heart. There are certain regions of the world and you see what is happening to our brothers and sisters. It hurts the heart. But like as Shaykh al-Bani rahimahullah ta'ala he says. That protesting. And coming out and doing all sorts of things that oppose the Sunnah will not bring you Aqsa back. Bayt al-Maqdis won't be returned that way. 
but rather it will be returned when every man, when every woman knows what their duty is here, knows the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knows regarding the sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, that will make us strong. Just as he quoted and he said that Umar ibn Khattab, that Allah gave the Sahaba so much sharf, that Umar ibn Khattab was commanded to come to Bayt al Maqdis to receive the keys from the Christians without even raising the sword. That's how much sharf and nobility and honor Allah put with the Muslims then because they were a people that was on their deen. And when we return back to our deen, this is what Shaykh Rabi he said. And then the proof of this qa'idah is taken from this beautiful hadith which the Shaykh he explains. He says, قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذَا تَبَايَعْتُمْ بِالْعِينَةِ وَرَضِيتُمْ بِالْزَرْعِ وَاتَّبَعْتُمْ أَذْنَابَ الْبَقَرِ وَاتَّرَقْتُمْ الْجِحَادِ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ سَلَّطَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمْ ظُلًّا لَا يَنْزِعُهُ عَنْكُمْ حَتَّى تَرْجِعُوا إِلَى دِينِكُمْ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا اللَّهِ The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he said, just listen to these words. When you partake in usury, when you start to do these transactions that has ina, and this ina is transactions that are filled with usury, riba. So when you partake in that, and you become satisfied with cultivation, agriculture, and then you follow the tales of the cattle, Inshallah will elaborate on this after. And then you abandon jihad fi sabilillah. When this starts occurring, when you're doing riba, when you are satisfied with agriculture, and the Shaykh Rabi he says that the majority of the falahin they don't care about salah. What the salah? When you start giving ham to the dunya, and then when this occurs, and because you're preoccupied with that, there is no striving in the path of Allah, because that has taken you away. When that occurs, then the Messenger said, Allah will send upon you humiliation. Allah, our Lord, He will send humiliation upon us. So what we understand from this, my brothers and my sisters, is that Allah says, Allah is capable of all things. He can very easily help his ibad al-Muslimin. He can very easily liberate any of the land of the Muslims if he wishes. But his servants must turn back to his way to receive that mercy. And look, Allah will send that humiliation. And that humiliation may come by way of the hand of the enemies. Allah may give it to them. And humiliation will come. And then the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, he will not remove it. Allah Azawaj will not remove that dhul, that being debased and that humiliation and that disgrace up until mother, until you turn back to your religion. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What more evidence do we need, my brothers and my sisters? That is our solution. 
if we turn back to Allah Azawajal and we remain firm upon that and we're truthful with that, this is when you'll see that our ranks will become strong. Shaykh Rabi'i says that we believe in Allah and we believe in the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we call the Muslims, all of them, to believe in every single textual evidence that has come. بِكُلِ النُّسُوسِ الْقُرْآنِيَّ وَالنَّبَوِيَّ So we call to our brothers and sisters that you believe in all the textual evidences that has come from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. وَأَنْ يَضَعُوا لِهَذَا النَّسْءَ النَّبَوِيَّ اِعْتِبَارًا عَظِيمًا That you take these textual evidences and then you place it with great esteem and consideration. You give it importance because that is the thing that is going to lift us. That particular thing, this deen of Allah Azawajal, that will raise our ranks, will give us the strength. Shaykh Rabi said this is upon us to spread it and let our brothers and sisters know that place it in great esteem. Don't downplay it and don't neglect it. Act upon it. And that we are certain that the Muslims should be certain within themselves. And listen to this Jameel. Wallahi, the Shaykh, la ilaha illallah. He says, وَلِيُوْقِنُوا فِي قِرَارَةِ أَنفُسِهِمْ أَنَّ قُلَ شَعَارَاتِ وَقُلَ الْأَسَالِينَ وَالْحُلُولِ لَا يُمْكِنُ أَن تُحُلُّ مَشَاكِلِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ They should know within themselves that no slogans, no method, or no solutions can solve the problems that the Muslims are facing. No. Except, and nor will it repel. Nor will it repel the humiliation that we have on our chests. Except that we turn to the book of Allah and to the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, He said, these nightmares and these terrors that are upon the chest of the Muslims and what they are facing, Nothing will lift it except for one single affair. And that affair is easy for whoever Allah wants to make it easy for. So we make dua to Allah to make it easy for us to learn. We make dua to Allah to make it easy for us to understand and to act upon. Because sometimes, ikhwah, and we all fall into it. And I share this to myself and my brothers. Sometimes the understanding is not that problem. That's not the problem. Understanding and ilm reaches us. And we're aware of it. And we know what's right and we know what's wrong. And we know what we should do. But it's our own selves that let us down. And the tatbiq, the implementation of what we should be doing, is where we fall short. And that's because of a number of reasons. That can be because of the sickness that we have in our own hearts. It could be the desires. Or it could be the temptation of the dunya. And what the dunya calls us to. Allahumusta'an.
So then the shaykh, he says, after saying this, he said, Arafna? So do we know? Sallatallahu alaykum dhullun la yanziyul ankum hatta tarja'u ila deenikum. So you know now. And he quoted that hadith again, that Allah will cause humiliation upon you and he will not remove it up until you turn back to your deen. Araftum. You know this now. This is what he was saying. Then the shaykh, he went on to say, and he keeps repeating with emphasis, Mustaheel and yanza an hadhi al-ummah. It is impossible. It is impossible to lift this humiliation of what we're going through for this ummah. طيب? And then listen to what he says. He said, by Allah, لو اجتمعت قوة الدنيا كلها by Allah, if all of the forces and the strength of this dunya was together, لنزع هذا الظل عن المسلمين لا يمكن. If all of the forces and the strength of this world was together to remove this humiliation that upon the Muslims, wallahi, they will not be able to do it. And that is the truth. Regardless of whatever superpower you may be, it is only because of that of the Muslims that we are in this state. Not because of the strength of the Adu. It is us. Because why? Why do we say with Yaqeen? And why did the Shaykh say? Because the promise of Allah Azzawajal is true. That when you turn back to religion, when you aid, then Allah Azzawajal will bring about the aid. So the shaykh, he keeps on repeating because you have to return back to the kitab and the sunnah. This is another very important point. Not only do we go back to Allah Azzawajal, but right, likewise we go back to Allah with the correct creed. This is the correct creed. Why do you think day and night, the people of the sunnah, Constantly, constant referring to Tawheed, 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 the Asma of Allah, the Sifat of Allah Azza wa Jal, Durus upon Durus. Why do you think the Salaf authored so many books regarding the Creed and the Aqeedah? Because without the correct Aqeedah, then there's no way you can turn back to Allah. That is required. Returning back to Allah with the correct Aqeedah is required. The Aqeedah which the Prophets they came with. The Prophets they came with the methodology which was correct. And this is what our Messenger Muhammad came with. Came with a book which was superior to all of other books and all other message. And then the Shaykh he said, مشكلة ونحن غافلون ذاهلون عن كتاب الله وسنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه But the Mushkila is we're oblivious, we're heedless. We're dumbfounded regarding the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Messenger And we fall into denial without even realizing. We don't even realize that sometimes we're falling into denial in turning to the back to the Quran and the sunnah and implementing the way of the Salaf. He said, there are many, my brothers, that will come, that will stand in, in between you and returning back to that correct way. They will come. يَضَعُونَ أَقَّبَاتِ وَعَرَاقِلَ الْكَثِيرَ إِلَى طَلِيقِ الْعَوْدَةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ No, my brother, my sister, 
when you will try to return back to your deen, you will have individuals from the shayateen al-ids that will come and put obstacles, hurdles, hindrances for you, for you to turn back to the way of the Salaf. Shaykh al-Fawzan, Hafizullah Ta'ala also states in many of his books that the people of deviancy, one of the methods that they want you to do is to cut you off from the way of the Salaf. They don't want you to go back to the understanding of the Salaf. And then there on after, those major scholars that are calling to that way, they want to cut you off. Why? Because if they cut you off from the kibar al-ulama, that's where the barakah is. Al-barakah mal-akabir. The blessings. And the barakah are with the kibar al-ulama. If you cut off from them, then you cut off from the way of the salaf. You cut off from the way of the salaf, then you won't have that aqidah al-sahihah. You won't have that correct aqidah. And if you don't have that correct aqidah, then you won't be able to return back to Allah's book and the sunnah of the Messenger of how it's intended. And when you have that void, then our strength has gone. So everything is connected. So whenever you start seeing, like Sheikh Rabi said, there are people that come with obstacles. Sometimes they come with obstacles. Mean al-sinatina, with our tongues. And they will come with our clothes and our garments. And within our ranks even sometimes. To cause tashwish. But alhamdulillah, Allah Azza wa Jal, through His mercy, has laid down through men and rijal of sunnah. Alhamdulillah, manhaji methodology that has been laid down for us only to follow. May Allah Azza wa Jal give us strength and aid to follow that way. Then the Shaykh, he said, then you will find these individuals that bring these obstacles. You find them saying, Ta'ala. You find that they say, Come. Ila ta'ifatina wa hizbina wa tariqatina. Come to our hizb. Come to our party. Come to our way. Al-haq indana. We have the truth. You'll find many. Shaykhi says, Ar-rawafid yaqoolun that. Al-haq indahum. The Rawafid claim to have the truth with them. Al-Sufiyyatu mukhtalifa turkiha mi'ata turk. Kulla tariq taqool al-haq indana. The Sufiyya, with the hundreds of different type of sects that they have and groups they have, or every single one of them are saying, we have the haq. Come with us. We have the haq. Every single party pleased so-called what they are upon. All of these individuals, they are mushtarik, they are a part of the ones that are causing you to separate from away from the haq. They all fall into this. They all fall into the ones that are putting obstacles in your way. So then the shaykh, he says, then he moves on to say, إِذَا تَبَايَعْتُمْ بِالْعِينَ That when you start to use so this is where the explanation comes. This is an indication 
to usury, to riba. وَإِلَى كُلِّ أَنْوَانَ الْرِبَاعَ مَوْجُودَةً فِي الصَّاحَةِ And it's an indication to all forms of riba. Because in our time today, that usury is being given many, many different names. And people are coming with different methods, almost trying to make it halal. If you do such and such, then it's, it's permissible to take this type of loan which has some riba we in. So this is what the Sheikh says, they will come in all forms, in different types of way, different names, different methods to try to make it halal. Usury is usury. Riba is riba. The one that indulges in it, then it is war against Allah and the Messenger. It is only devastation. And that's one of the first things that the Messenger وسلم, he mentioned. That when you start to busy yourself with this, this is where the downfall comes. And how many of our brothers and how many of our sisters, our relatives are falling into this and bringing futile arguments of that it's better. That they are fatawa to say that if it's your first house you can have riba and then you can make tawbah afterwards. Or if it's the first one, there's an exception, it's darura. All sorts of things. Well, it's better to take a mortgage because the mortgage is not as much as the rent. Rent is dead money. Ikhwan, well, akhawat, by Allah, it's better that you live in a rented place than you live in a mansion that's riba. Riba will only bring about destruction to you, to your homes, and to your children. And it will bring the state of weakness to the Muslims. Just as he mentioned, Sheikh Rabi also says, and the other problem that we have that it brings about, it brings about ma'asi, it brings about sins, wa ikbal ala dunya wa shahawat, and it brings about you wanting the dunya and following desires. Hada hadithun azimun jiddan. This hadith is great, the Sheikh he said. Great hadith this is. He said it's imperative upon us. It's upon us, all of us, that we reflect and understand this hadith and we ponder upon the words. How do we follow the tales of the cattle? Shaykhi says, we follow the way that, that is an indication. Nasul ilm. Knowledge will be forgotten. As we mentioned before, many of those who follow the tales of the cattle, those individuals that in that region, in that kind of field of work, they abandon their salah. They abandon their salah. They are ignorant of the correct creed. They don't know much what is halal and what is haram. So they are in need and we are in need. The life of knowledge. This is what is required. It's imperative that we have this knowledge. And then we act upon this knowledge. This knowledge 
should make us carry out righteous actions. Wallah, ikhwan, I remember one of the scholars have said that how is it? I think there was a question asked once that I've been in the deen many, many years and I have been seeking knowledge for many, many years. But yet after gaining so much knowledge, I find that the zeal and my ibadah in the early days was far greater than it is now. But yet I have so much ilm now. Or a lot more, shall I say. The Shaykh said, there's a ilm. There's something which is not correct. You need to check yourself. How can it be that Allah Azawajal is blessing you and giving you more understanding of the Quran, more understanding of the Sunnah, yet our ibadah is a lot less? How can that be? How can it be in our early days? And it's true, when you first embrace Islam, when you first start practicing, the Iman is sky high, la shak wa la But how can it be that years and years go on? Either your knowledge is stagnant, or even if you are gaining. If it's stagnant, why aren't you gaining? Even if you learn a hadith one day, or small ilm, day by day. And if it isn't, and if you're not doing that, it's a musibah. And if you are doing that, and you're not finding the athar upon yourself, you're not finding that your ibadah is better, you're not finding that you're getting closer to Allah, then it's a mushkila. And it's a problem. Something is not right. There's something which in our hearts which is not right. And we need to turn back to Allah Azza wa Jalla. Wallah, ikhwan, and I press myself, how can it be we're in the deen for 10, 15 years? How can it be that we're in the deen for 20 years? And we're not doing what we used to do before, and yet we had very little knowledge before. This is a question that I ask myself, and you ask yourself as well. This is why the Shaykh, he says, it's not only ilm, but it's likewise acting upon it with ikhlas and sincerity. Then when the Shaykh also, to round this particular nasiyah up, the Shaykh, he says, <laughs> Up until you return back to your religion. The Shaykh, he says, Returning back to your deen, does not mean that you turn back to that which is corrupted by way of creed and belief. And then he quoted the Asha'ira, he quoted the Jahmiyyah, and even different forms of innovation. That is not the way that we will have success. That is not the way that we honor the Sunnah of the Messenger By lighting up bright green lights every year, by having parties, having a part, birthday party for the Messenger of Allah and claiming that that is love for the Messenger. Love for the Messenger is carrying that out which he came with, what he commanded with. So this was, alhamdulillah, the first part of the nasiyah that I wanted to mention. Now that we've spoke about, now that we've spoke about the importance of what will give us honor and strength, turning back to our deen, and the fundamental thing about turning back to our deen is ilm, then I came across some very beautiful statements regarding the Shaykh 
about his comparison, about the time when he would seek knowledge and the time today and what was witness of the individuals that are seeking knowledge and the big difference. Wallah is frightening. Listen to what the Shaykh he says. Are you with me, Khwasto? Still got Nashat? Okay. No, hold on. Wrong page. I've gone to the third part. Sit. Let's find out where this one is. Al Hazrat. Okay, got it. Ma'aduratan. Taib. Shaykh Rabi, Hafizullah Ta'ala, he says, and I wanted to share these words with the ikhwah so we can reflect, because we are all students of knowledge. No one is better than the other. Nothing makes one better than the other except for taqwa. Except for the one, and Allah Azza wa Jal knows who has that. Allah Azza wa Jal knows what a person does within his home, a person knows if he gets up. Allah knows if a person gets up in the last third of the night. A person knows regarding their ibadat. And Allah Azza wa knows regarding the state of a person's heart. Right? So, the one that sits here is not better than you. This Nasir is addressed to myself first and foremost. And then my brothers and my sisters. But look, subhanAllah. The Shaykh, he says, Al-Farqu... شاسع بين الطلاب العلم في أحد الذي أدركناه وبين الطلاب العلم الآن. He said there is a clear day and night difference between the students of knowledge that we reached in our time than the students of knowledge today. And then he said straight away نجد فرقا كبيرا. There is a huge difference from the time when the Shaykhi said that we were seeking knowledge and the people that was around us and for what we are witnessing regarding the students of knowledge today. He said first, كَثْرَةَ الْإِخْتِلَافَاتِ كَثْرُ الشَّغَبِ He said, there are many differences, اختلافات, differing that we see. There's much more disorder, contention, controversy. And there is much more he said and she said. And all of this, he says, And 
And all of this results that the Dawah of Salafiyah has become weakened. Not that the Dawah of Salafiyah in itself is weak. Don't misunderstand. That is Qayyim. That is what brings strength. But the weakness in those who are carrying it or supposed to be carrying it because of all of this what's going on that call that should be spreading to all corners of the world is getting hindered due to these things so the shaykh he says that he sees a big difference from his time and what he sees today then he says the only one that are pleased with is the only ones that are pleased with this are those who oppose it those who oppose this da'wah so therefore, you with yourselves do not be the ones that increase in this. Do not be from the ones that increase in this. And those who are sitting on the fence waiting to ambush you. Be individuals that are smart. Be individuals that are smart. Be individuals that are noble. Barakallahu feekum. And this word I've seen, I've heard the Shaykh say so many times. He said, Hadi This dawah, this dawah to Salafiyya. It requires men, real men, men of ilm, men of truth, men that will not compromise, men that are sincere, men that are humble. فَهَذِي تَوْجِيهَاتِ وَهَذِي الْأَخْلَاقِ الَّتِي عَلَّمْنَا إِيَّا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He said that it is upon us to return to the guidance and the mannerisms that we were taught by the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he quotes the verse You are upon a great and lofty character and this is a shahada from Allah Azza wa Jal regarding the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala talks much about the character of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because the Muslim the da'i, the student of knowledge, he carries himself in a certain way. Once you embark, you've got to give. If you want this ilm, if you're going to be searching in this path, then there's a price that you've got to pay for it. There's a way that you carry yourself. You can no longer carry yourself like the awam, the general people. People are going to be looking up to you as a person of knowledge. People are going to be looking up for you as a person of guidance. People are going to be looking up for you as a person of truth. And if you do not fulfill those characteristics, then the people will flee from you. And they will flee from what you're calling to. So this is why it's imperative. The Messenger Wasallam was sent to complete and perfect the moral character. So the Sheikh, he says, so then, from the character of the da'i as well, is that he has to be patient. 
He has to be forbearing. And he's an individual that is forgiving. The heart must be free from any envy. Having any enmity. Or having any type of characteristics that all he wants to do is take revenge. All of these things, ikhwah, come along with ilm. And these are some of the things that we are struggling with. Because when we talk about qala wa qala rasul, we say this is ala fahm salaf salih. We very easily can carry that part out. But when it comes to certain things of akhlaq, you find that we struggle. And this is one of the things that the Sufiya, this is the Tabliki Jama'ah, this is one of the things they say about us. But remember, the best in character before them was the Messenger of Allah. So it's a complete package. It's a complete package. So we carry ourselves in a certain way. And look at the point that he has mentioned. Because seeking knowledge, and in the Maidan of seeking knowledge, is many many problems. Shaykh Uthayameen, Rahimallah Ta'ala, he says that Hikt and Hasad, Allahu Musta'an Tajidu Akthara Hada, in the Tulab al Ilm. This en- enmity and this hate, this, this jealousy, a lot of it is found amongst the students of knowledge. And we pray that Allah Azza keeps our hearts clean. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not put in our hearts that which is a ghil for our brother or for our sister due to whatever Allah may have given them. The Shaykh, he says that you have to have some, you have to strive to have ukhuwa amongst yourselves. The Akhi, and that's generally his Nasir all the time when you go and visit him. All the last time that we have been to visit him, and all of the others that have come to see him from all corners of the world, the Nasir is always pretty much similar. The first one is always fear Allah. Taqwa Allah Azza wa Jal. Then hit Utlub al Ilm. Seek knowledge. Seek knowledge. Seek knowledge with the books of the Salaf. And what are the books that he always says that we should study? Who from here has been to see Sheikh Rabi? I know you came with me a few times. What, what are the books that the Sheikh always advises? Does anybody remember who's been there with him? Ibn al-Qayyim's books and Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah's books. And from Tafsir, who does he always quote? Al-Imam al-Baghawi. First. Ibn Kathir. Right? So the books of Aqeedah, the books of the Salaf, always advising with this. And then Ta'akhi, rectify amongst yourself, be united, stay away from Asbab al Ikhtilaf, those that will cause differing, stay away from these things. Call to the Dawah, learn the Deen. These are the things that the Shaykh always he calls to. I want to mention now some athar in that regard. Athar of the Salaf. In regarding keeping our hearts clean. 
in seeking knowledge. The athar in this nature that shows us the type of temperament that our mind should be and what we shouldn't have in our hearts. Alhamdulillah, some beautiful statements here, Alhamdulillah. And there was some mudhaqara, uh, Alhamdulillah, from our brothers as well. That Alhamdulillah, that yushariquunana, um, and likewise, are a part of this research that we did as well. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all the brothers as well. One in particular as well. But listen to some beautiful statements. Qala alama Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthayyameen rahimullah. He says, Al-Mutahabuna fillah. Verily those who love one another for the sake of Allah. La yaqta' muhabbatahum fillah shay. Min umur dunya Those who truly love Allah for Allah's sake. Nothing cuts off their love for one another. Nothing from the affairs of the dunya cuts off or has an effect of their love for one another. وَإِنَّمَا هُمْ مُتَحَابُونَ فِي اللَّهِ لَا يُفَرِّقُهُمْ إِلَّا الْمَوْتِ They love for the sake of Allah and nothing separates them. The only thing that comes between them, mouth, is death. Just the only thing. And by Allah, just look at the brothers that we have had upon the sunnah. That how much love we had for them. Look at how many mashaykh that we sat with. And we had immense love for them. And that nothing did separate us from loving them and our brothers. Except that death came. How many of the ulama that we sat, Sheikh Ahmed al-Najmi, one of the most beloved individuals. Like not only a Sheikh al-Murabbi, like a father. Loved him. And we still love him, Rahimullah. Look at all the mashaykh. Look at our brothers that have left us. Abu Talha, Rahimullah. We loved him when he was alive. Up until his death, it was separated us. Abu Tayyib, Rahimullah. Loved him. A man of sunnah. And the love that came was because the sake of Allah is because what they were upon of this deen. Nothing separated. So this is what happens when you are truthful to Allah. Allah puts that love. And we should not allow anything from the worldly affairs to come and split our ranks. <coughs> Likewise, we have the statement of Ibn Abi Lubaba. He said, إِذَا رَأَيْتُ الرَّجُلَ لَجُوجًا مُمَارِيًا مُعَجَّمًا بِرَعِيهِ he said, if you see a man, and this man is a man that is always quarreling, has a man that has something in his chest towards you, persistent as well, and then you see that he is amazed with his own ra'i, with his own opinion, then no that that individual is truly lost. A person that has these sifat and these attributes. 
beautiful statement. And I always say, Alhamdulillah, what better than see you to give? Not my words, words of the Salaf. They are an example. That they are in that title that we call to. When we say what we are upon, when people meet us, we all say that we are Salafi. That's a huge title. Huge title. That is a, a and that you are attributing yourself to the best own that came on the face of the earth. In their aqidah, in their belief, in their ibadah, in their, how they was just, and how they were in their akhlaq. So if you're going to attribute yourself to that type of people, then at least let's try to behave like them. And follow their words and their example. This thing about hikt and hasad, and envy in the heart, wallahi, it destroys brotherhood. And it's something that destroys communities. And this is why the Salaf spoke so much about it. It's not something which is new. Listen to what Ibn Salim, he said. He said, مَا حَسَدْتُ أَحَدًا عَلَى شَيْءٍ مِنْ الْعُمُورِ الدُّنْيَا أو مِنْ عَمْلِ الدُّنْيَا شَرَاسَلِي نَفْسَ الْمَعْنَى He said, I never was envious to anyone regarding something related to the affair of this dunya. I was never envious to anyone due to something because of the dunya. And then he explained why. How can I be envious to such an individual? He said, why? Because this person may be a person of Jannah. He might be a person of paradise. How then can I then be envious of him something related to the dunya and he may be someone from Jannah, someone from paradise. And if he is a person from the fire, if a person then was to be from the people of the, he will be from the people of the fire. If that's his hal, then how can I be envious to such a person as well? So either way, how either way. So look at the fikr that they had. If Allah Azawajal has blessed somebody with something, If Allah Azawajal has blessed a person with ilm, If a person has blessed someone with balagha, that is fasih. If someone is blessed somebody, alhamdulillah, that he has that character where he can defend and clarify. If somebody has that shaksiyah or that ilm that you don't have, but it's causing or is defending the haq, then we should be happy. Our whole thing should be revolving around the deen. Remember this, my brothers. Remember this, my sisters. All our actions and our efforts should be revolving around the deen and to strengthen and to be individuals that are at the service at the deen not revolving around ourselves because when we make it ourselves that we want to we be the center of attention and we are the ones that should be looked upon and then our right should be given or not be given and this is where it becomes a problem the self they sacrifice their lives their wealth, their whole livelihood to give service to deen. And when you have that type of mentality, then it's not going to bother you if someone else may have preceded you in da'wah. 
It's not going to bother you that someone else may be more elegant in speech than you when he's relaying the truth. It may not bother you that someone may have more people around him. It's not going to bother you because you know he is better than you at relaying the deen. And your importance should be, our importance should be the deen. If this man can aid or this sister can aid others to become back to Allah and draw back to Allah Azawajal, that is the murad. And this was the way of the salaf. The salaf, this is what they wanted. The khidmah of the deen for people upon the earth to turn back to Allah upon correct tawheed and aqidah. So there will be individuals that worship Allah in a manner that Allah is pleased with them. And they return to Allah in a manner Allah is pleased for them. This should be our intention for ourselves and for our Muslim brothers and sisters. And listen to what Hikt and Hasan does. قال الحسن البصري رحمه الله تعالى ما رأيت ظالما أشبه بمظلوم من حاسد A statement that should be written in gold. He said, I have not seen an oppressor resemble the oppressed like the one that is envious. Now you have to understand now. You understanding this method? So he said that I have not seen someone who oppresses resemble the one that is oppressed. So this guy that oppresses, Hassan al-Basri says that he resembles the one that is oppressed. Why? Because he himself is nafsu da'im al hasan Because he himself is constantly always within his heart a person that is envious. And because of that, وَحُزْنٌ lazim, And then he is constantly in the state of sadness. And his anxiety and his stress, it's ever there, it's never leaving. So look at the resemble, because the, the one that gets oppressed, doesn't he get saddened? He gets saddened. Doesn't he get, have a form of anxiety about him because he's being wronged? So Hassan al-Basri said, but the dhalim, the, I have not seen anyone resemble like these two, like the hasid, the one that is envious. Because the one that is envious suffers from the same ailments. Great statements. Also, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala, and he said, La ta'adu na'amullah. Do not be one that opposes or is troubled with the blessing of Allah Azza wa Jal. So then he will say to him, وَمَنْ يُعَادِي نِعْمَ So who is the one that can kind of oppose or have any ishqalat with the ni'm of Allah? What type of person can that be? Then he replied by saying, الَّذِينَ يَحْسُدُونَ النَّاسِ أَلَمَا أَتَاهُمُ اللَّهِ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ he said, the ones that kind of oppose the blessing of Allah are those that when Allah, they are envious to what 
they are envious to those individuals that Allah has blessed from his fadl and his virtues. They have a problem with that. So you see, these were just some of the afar which I wanted to mention to show you. These are the type of attributes that we need to stay away from. This will not build the ranks. So we pray that Allah Azawajal keeps us sincere and keeps us away from these type of attributes. Another thing, now that we're seeking knowledge, Sheikh Rabi, he said that he finds his time different to the time that we're in. One that he was said regarding the state of the students. We've mentioned that. Now he's saying that in our time today, أصبح الآن في هذا الوقت إذا لم يجيب العالم على المسائل كلها في نظر كثير من الشباب هو جاهل. <laughs> Subhanallah. He said another thing which the Shaykh he found. So remember, this portion of Nasiya is the Shaykh's comparison of what he witnessed and what he's seen today. His time when he was seeking knowledge and the students around and what he is witnessing today. He said, what's happened today and what we're finding today amongst the Shabab, amongst the youth, is that when a scholar does not answer when a scholar does not answer regarding all of the issues in the eyes of these youth then that scholar is what jahil he's ignorant he's become ignorant now because he doesn't speak about all of the affairs the shaykh said wa jahilu huwa alladhi yujibu an kulli su'alin bil haqq wa batil he said the ignorant one is the one that answers every question, whether it's haq or batil. Everything he is constantly always answering, quick to answer. Then the Shaykh he brought some some beautiful statements. He says, Rawahu al-Amash and Shaqiq and Abdullah ibn Masudin, radiyallahu taala an, wallah. إن الذي يفتي الناس في كل ما يسألونه لمجنون. سبحان الله. ابن ابن مسعود. He said, by Allah, that the one that gives Islamic verdicts, Islamic verdicts to the people in every single thing that he is questioned regard لمجنون. Then he is crazy. The one that answers every single time. Then he is crazy. Then Al-Ahmash said, فَقَالَ لِي الْحَكَمْ So Ahmash, after narrating this, he said, that Hakam said to me, لَوْ كُنْتُ سَمِعْتُ بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ مِنْكَ قَبْلَ الْيَوْمِ He said, by Allah, if I would have listened to this hadith from you before what you have just narrated, or this narration, inshallah, say, مَا كُنْتُ أَفْتِي فِي كَثِيرٍ مِمَّا كُنْتُ أَفْتِي there would be many, many things that I would not have given fatwa for that I have already previously said and done. There would be many that I would not have mentioned if this would have reached me before. Obviously, we have to have a balance. We have a balance. Obviously, if you know Katamali Elim is also not permissible. You know, um, if a person has knowledge and there's no one else, and there's no one else that Elim can't reach him or can't reach that particular person, and if you have Elim, then alhamdulillah, to narrate is not a problem. 
But this is some of the narrations to show that the one is just very easy. With every single thing he just talks about. Every single mas'ala is in there. He's in there and he's just giving it fatwa left, right and center. Another narration similar to that is, is the what Sufyan ibn Uyayna, he said, Samitu Ayyub al-Sakhtayani yuqul, Ajsaru al-Nasi ala al-Futya, Aqallahum ilman bi-ikhtilaf al-Ulama. I mean, when you hear this, I even feel shy even sitting in front of you by Allah, Allah. He said that I heard Ayyub uh, al-Shakhtiyani say that the most bold <coughs> and brave of people to issue religious verdicts are those with the least knowledge of the disagreements with the scholars. They have the least knowledge regarding the ikhtilafat of the ulama. وَأَمْسَقُ النَّاسِ عَنِ الْفُتْيَ أَعْلَمُهُمْ بِإِخْتِلَافِ الْعُلَمَاءِ And the most restrained of people in issuing fatwa are those most knowledgeable in regarding the ikhtilafat of the scholars. Subhanallah. So the one that it's not always praiseworthy to constantly speak about every last issue when you are addressed, especially if it's in major issues. And sometimes, as the scholars have mentioned, certain individuals are in that maidan, it's not for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. On an occasion, Nakala al Marwazi, and a Rajulun Takalama Bikalam and Karahu Ali. Abu Abdullah. Marwaz, he says there was a man once speaking, and Abu Abdullah, which is Ahmed, uh, which is Imam Ahmed, made inkar of that, refuted him, prevented him, and then he went on to say it was because he said Hada min hubbihi dunya. This is because his love for the dunya. Yusul anishay. He asks about something. That he has no idea of, and then there on after, and then he brings himself to speak about it and answer it as well. I fear this is from something of loving the dunya. Another situation, Muhammad ibn Sadaqa, he said, an individual came to Imam Malik and asked him regarding. A situation, a mas'ala, an issue. So Imam Malik, فَلَمْ يُجِبْهُ Imam Malik, he didn't answer him. فَقَالَ لَهُ يَا أَبَا عَبْدِ أَلَا تُجِيبُنِي أَمَّا أَسْأَلُكَ عَنْ He said, will you not answer me? Will you not answer me for what I have asked you? Then he said, فَقَالَ لَهُ مَالِكْ لَوْ سَعَلْتَ عَمَّا تَنْتَفَعُ بِهِ he said, if you was to ask me of that which will benefit you, أو تحتاج إليه في دينك, or that which you require for your deen, then I would have answered it. Meaning that the particular question that he was asking was not something which was beneficial. So, there are many, many narrations, ikhwah, of how the student of knowledge should carry himself. And 
the more knowledge you have, the more humble it should make you. The more you gain about this deen and the ilm that Allah has blessed you with, then it should have an impact on how you behave and how you speak regarding yourself, regarding your brothers, regarding the community. This is what ilm should do. Your akhlaq and the fairness and your judgment should go alongside with that knowledge that you are learning. One more beautiful statement, Sahnoon ibn Sa'id, he said, he said, the most brave and bold and the ones who have the most audacity to speak about verdicts of this religion, they are the ones with the limited knowledge, who has the least knowledge, with the least knowledge. And then he said, يَقُونُ عِنْدَ رَجُلِ الْبَابُ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ he said it's perhaps a person may have gathered a particular knowledge in one area and due to him having that knowledge in that one area then he thinks that that is the whole of the knowledge he utilizes that because and speaks about every last thing regarding the deen and all issues because he has one particular bab so, subhanAllah, some beautiful statements that was, Ikhwah, أَجْرُ الْقَوْمِ عَلَى الْفُتْيَ أَدْنَاهُمْ إِلْمًا The ones that are most brave in speaking regarding the deen know that they are the ones with the least knowledge. So I hope that was an advice for myself that we can benefit and to my brothers and my sisters, may Allah reward you for your patience. It is late. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward our brother Abu Iyad for his very beneficial lecture as well. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward our brothers who took time to arrange this. And may Allah reward the brothers and the sisters that are attended and sat down patiently listening to the words of the translated words. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those that when we hear, we understand. And when we understand, then we are from those that try to implement and then we implement it with sincerity. We turn back to Allah Azza wa Jalla, we beg Him to make us muwaffaq, muwaffaqoon upon this haqq. Because that muwaffaqah is from Allah, not from ourselves. To have that complete understanding, having ilm, acting upon it with fairness and humility and tawadu'ah these are all, all from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should never ever forget that. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us firm upon the sifat al-hamida, upon those attributes that are praiseworthy, pleasing to Allah, and may we die on that state. I mean, jazakumallahu Okay, um, for those who are listening online at the back, the question was that we have... Uh, we have a situation, shall I say, or there's a sort of manhaj methodology that is being widespread at the moment now. If you have academic qualifications, then you are f what far superior than the ones that don't have it. Like, 
um, referring to you know academic qualifications that are perhaps taken from an Islamic university. Okay? Um, I myself can elaborate upon that. Uh, why? Because I'm a graduate. I'm a, gra I'm a graduate from the Islamic University, from the Fadl of Allah Azza wa Jal. And I sit here today very humbly saying, by Allah, I have brothers that I have benefited from, and they are brothers that are here today at lecture from our elders. I am a living witness of that. May Allah Azza wa Jal forgive me of my shortcomings and may Allah increase me in knowledge. But yes, we're not going to downplay if you graduated. If you graduate from an Islamic university, especially Medina, especially Mecca, then that is an achievement within itself because you would have to learn the Arabic language. Then you'd have to go into the faculty. You'd have to memorize. You'd have to write. You'd have to write Buhuf. You'd have to do all of that. There's no denying that, that there is benefit in that. And then the one that has done that, then Alhamdulillah, pat on the back. However, is that the do-all now? Is that now that makes you from the greatest scholars that come on the face of the earth? They didn't have these qualifications. They didn't have that. From the greatest of the scholars that we have, from old and even from recent. Sheikh Mukbir Rahimullah Ta'ala, I heard our brother, our Sheikh uh, Hassan al-Sumali, say many times that Sheikh Mukbir said that he, that shahada that he had from the university is just so different know where it is. He's never used it. So, another example I'll give you. Abu Awais rahimullah ta'ala from America, one of the greatest da'is to come rahimullah ta'ala that spread da'wah to Salafiyya after the fadl of Allah in America, had a huge door. The contribution that he had towards spreading da'wah to Salafiyya in America was second to none. To this day we still benefit from him. An electrifying speaker. A man that Allah Azawajal blessed, that when he spoke, people listened. Get an effect on your heart. A man that was on Salafiyya did not compromise. And many of the du'a that we have in America today are from his works and from, they benefited from him. He didn't graduate. Abu Talha, rahimullah ta'ala, our shaykh. After Allah Azawajal, we all bear witness that he is one of the the greatest Tullah that has come from the UK. And likewise what he put forth, the foundations that he laid. He is the Sheikh of many of us. He is my Sheikh, Sheikh Abu Hakim Sheikh, Sheikh Abu Khadija Sheikh. Many. He didn't graduate. So are we going to say, we're not going to sit with him? The work that he did, the benefit that we had from him, now, would it be right to say, based upon these principles now, that he didn't have a certificate so we can't sit with him? We don't sit with uh, Abu Awais, rahimahullah ta'ala, and even many of some of the scholars haven't got the shahadat. I fear, I fear that this statement that we only take from those with academic qualifications, there's something behind it. There's something more behind it. I may be wrong, but we give, we give due and respect to ilm. We give, if Allah Azawajal has blessed an individual with ilm of Quran and Sunnah, 
If that is what we mention in the dars, we don't, we, we're not envious of that. And if that individual possesses Quran and Sunnah, Allah Fahma Salaf Salih, and is heavily grounded in that knowledge, and the scholars speak khair of him, then we take from him, regardless if he has a graduate certificate, master's or PhD. Bell, al you want to work with the PhD arguments? Majority of the PhD students from Medina that we witness, majority of the master's students are Kharban, Ta'ban, Yasir Qadi from the head of them, and many others that went down that road. Where are they today? What's the point of that shahada if you're not calling to that which is haqq? What's the point of that shahada if you're not sincere? What's the point of that shahada? And likewise, even with the ulama, walillah alhamd, walillah alhamd, like I say, Allah Azza wa blessed us to sit with many of the great scholars that came. Sometimes I say to myself that maybe everyone has their door. Maybe my role was that I sat with many of the great scholars to learn the akhlaq only. So at least I could come back and at least teach the people, at least regarding that, if I'm void of any other knowledge. At least I can teach the people to say, Allahu A'lam, I don't know. So wallahi, my brothers and my sisters, don't be phased out by this new trend of this new dawah that's being pushed, that if you are academically qualified, then you are automatically qualified to teach and you are automatically the one that the people should turn their heads to. And bal, be aware of those individuals that utilize that speech to belittle those who have preceded them in dawah for over two decades. Because this is what we're finding now as well. Because the natija may stand, it may be kalam al-haq, but yuridu bihi al it could come, and Allah knows best, that certain statements that I said that may have truth in it. But what is your murad? What is your intent? What is being circulated? And if I'm understanding, what did you say? You're saying that there's a dawah to say that we shouldn't sit with who? So basically, maktaba salafiyah then basically. So basically, let's, so don't sit with Abu Khadija. Or don't sit with Abu Riyad and don't sit with Abu Hakim. Like I said, all three of these brothers are full Allah. I learn from them. I learn from them. When I'm stuck, I go back to them. And none of them are graduate. I'm a graduate. But the father which they've done, for me, the real graduation is somebody who has been on dawah for over 25 years that the mashaykh know that the mashaykh advise with and for 25 years every single fitna that came they stood firm with the father of allah they clarified they went back to the scholars and then they came and they stood firm while they were getting warabad from all angles but they did not go left or right. They remained upon Dawah to Salafiyah and the Qawaid and they did not compromise. And when people were in confusion, they stood firm. And when there was in confusion, they clarified and they helped people. And with the Father of Allah, they're still here upon the Haqq. For me, 
That is the biggest graduation certificate that you can have. You come and tell me after 30 years, are you still on this team defending? So, Ikhwan, our, met our methodology is the methodology of the Salaf. Quran and Sunnah ala aqwal Salaf. If someone's on that and that way, and someone is calling to that, and Allah has blessed them with the ilm, even though they may not have a graduation paper. And what is a graduation paper? Everyone has different circumstances. Abu Hakim can very, very, very easily would have walked through any studies. Do you know one of the, one of the reasons why he didn't go back? Because his father was on his deathbed, rahimullah. And then he came back. And his father died in his, in his hands. And he died a Muslim and took a shahada before he went back to Allah And because of that, they did not issue a visa for him. And this is from the reason that he could not go back. Not because he wasn't capable of it. Just for clarification, just to let you know. So my brothers, those, remember we said in the beginning of our lecture that there are individuals that will come and there will be obstacles and they will try to take you away from the correct path. And one of the ways they do that is stopping you from the way to the scholars. We take what the scholars say, what the Sheikh Rabi say, Regarding England, shall we say, and in the West, what the Sheikh Rabi say, who to take from? Is it someone from which Shahadat? Uh, who? Tell me. Who does, if we go and see Sheikh Rabi, what's the first thing does he say? How is Maktaba Salafiyah? How is Abu Hakim? How is Abu Khadija? When people come with any ishkalat, he says, what does Abu Khadija and Abu Hakim say? Are you with them? When you go to regarding America, he talks about Hassan Somali. He talks about Malik Abu Hassan. These are the names that we hear from Sheikh Rabi, from Sheikh Ubaid. Sheikh Ubaid refers to these as Mashaykh. That's another mushkil that people seem to have as well. That why are you calling them Sheikhs? And even me myself, I don't think that I am mustahid to have any title of Sheikh. I say humbly, not because I want to cause any mushkil for anyone else, because I believe that you have to have a certain criteria of certain ilm to be called that. However, I gladly call my brothers Mashaykh. You know why? Because the scholars call them Mashaykh. The scholars call them Mashaykh. Sheikh Abu Hakim, how many times have I heard it from Sheikh Ubaid? Sheikh Abu Khadij, Sheikh Hassan. How many scholars have said that? But you see, there's a trend. What is it really? Is it, like I said, 30 years of giving dawah, 30 years of being firm, yes, you're a sheikh for me. If your beard has become grey, and you are now over 50, 55, 56, and you have been calling to dawah to Salafiyah, and you have been, alhamdulillah, authored and clarified, then yes, you are a sheikh. Without a question of a doubt. Don't let anyone come and tell you otherwise. And that doesn't mean that, that we are now saying that they are sheikh, on the caliber of Sheikh Al-Fawzan. No one has that warped understanding. We are not saying that no, if you call Sheikh Abu Hakim, he is now on the level of Sheikh Ubaid and Sheikh Rabi, or Sheikh Abdullah Bukhari. No one is saying that. And the perfect proof of that is, when we was in Medina, we called many Mashaykh Mashaykh. But we, were, we knew the farq. Sheikh Abdullah Bukhari is not on the league of Sheikh Abdul Muhsin. Sheikh Abdullah Bukhari is not on the league and on the level of Sheikh Al-Fawzan. But we call him Sheikh. We call him Sheikh. And we know the darajat and we know the levels. 
And this is what a good teacher does. When he explains to his students, he explains who are the kibar and who are the other mashayikh that are smaller and lesser in ilm and the tulab al-ilm. But I fear these type of arguments, what is it really about? Why, why are these things being mentioned? Like we said earlier, we should love, we should love wallahi that your brother is defending this deen, is spreading this deen. We should love that fact that Dawah Salafiyah is spreading. The Masajid of Salafiyah after the Fadl of Allah, after the permission of Allah, not by our own permission, but by Allah's leave. In Birmingham, the Dawah started in a house. And today, Alhamdulillah, we have Masajid all across the UK. We have Marakis of Salafiyah across the UK. We have brothers that are Huffad al-Qur'an. We have brothers and sisters that Alhamdulillah. We have Shabab that are memorizing the books of the Salaf. Our Dawah is spreading. Our children Alhamdulillah are marrying upon Salafiyyah. We're having grandchildren now. All upon Salafiyyah. That is a huge blessing. And with, that is with the leave of Allah. Let's not forget, we don't attribute that khair to ourselves. What we say is from Allah. But however, our brothers in Maktab al-Salafiyyah were instrumental in many of what we have learned and our children. So let's be thankful and be happy and aid and let's be one hand. Let's be a rank that are united. Let's all be united. Let the du'at be united. The students of knowledge be united. Let our communities be united. Because that is what our da'wah calls to. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows, sorry ikhwan, I went on a bit of a rant, but it had to be clarified. But I hope it's clear now. Jazakumullah khairan. Wa sallallahu barik ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.